Do you have an idea for a podcast, but you don't know where to start? Maybe you're overwhelmed by all the tech or you're convinced nobody will actually listen to you. Well, I'm Shauna Game. After nine and a half years as a professional podcaster, at this show, everyone's talking money. And 25 million downloads later, let me tell you the secret to a profitable podcast. It is building a solid foundation, your podcast roadmap before you launch. That's why I created the Podcaster Class, a fast-paced group cohort podcasting for profit eight-week style NBA program. The Podcaster Class is immersive, comprehensive, and insanely motivational. If you want to create a podcast, DIYing a launch is just not the way to go. In the Podcaster Class, you'll get the tools, tips, and strategies to create a podcast that resonates with listeners and one you can be proud of. Get this. 90% of podcasters never make it to episode three. That's 2.8 million podcasters who just quit. So to be a top podcaster, you only need to publish 21 episodes, but you got to make them good. So in the podcaster class, I'm taking the mystery out of how to create, launch, and profit from your podcast so you can create a top 1% podcast just like this one. The May cohort is now open for enrollment. Classes start May 22nd. There are only 15 spots open. You are going to learn podcasting with me and 14 other amazing people. You can learn all the details at thepodcasterclass.com. Use code podcast when you sign up for $100 off. That's thepodcasterclass.com. I'm going to be real with you. Identity theft is on the rise, and you do not want to wake up one morning and discover that your bank account has been emptied or you're overdue on credit cards you never even applied for. We talk about this often on the podcast, but you don't realize how much of your information is available to scammers on the internet and how susceptible you and your family are to identity theft and fraud. I know, it's scary, but now you can get your data removed with Delete Me. That's why I personally choose Delete Me. Delete Me is a subscription service that removes your personal information from the largest people search databases on the web and in the process helps prevent potential ID theft doxing, and phishing scams. I just started using Delete Me and I got my regular personalized privacy report. (laughs) I was shocked what they found and removed. It was pages of information about me that I did not want online. Here's how it works. You sign up and provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. I cannot tell you how relieved I felt to have Delete Me. And you know, it's also a great service for your parents or grandparents to help protect them from identity theft. Delete Me is not just a one-time service. Delete Me is always working for you, constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you do not want on the internet. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me, now at a special price for my listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use promo code etm at checkout. The only way you get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and enter code etm at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash etm. Go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use code etm for 20% off. Most of us have some sort of a love-hate relationship with debt. I know I surely do. Debt can help you buy lots of things, houses, cars, it can help you get a college degree, but debt can also feel like a giant anger that is keeping you from moving forward. Stress, anger, depression, even suicide can be the result 
of having too much debt. When Daniela Corrente moved to the U.S., she was introduced to the culture of you can achieve anything just by swiping your credit card. Knowing there had to be a better way to shop and spend her money, Daniela co-founded Real, a shopping site that empowers people to buy what they want without going into debt. Can you imagine that? Buy what you want and skip the debt? Curious. Let's find out more. You're listening to Millennial Money with award-winning money expert and serial entrepreneur, Shauna Compton-Game, where we flip the script on the old-school approach to everything your parents never taught you about money. Each week, Shauna creates a safe space by talking with special guests from around the world about money wellness, entrepreneurship, traveling like a boss, and what makes millennials tick. Unique stories, trailblazing perspectives, tips, tricks, and everything there is to know about money. Find it all here as you uncover your money story and unlock the life you want to live. Pretty cool, right? Here's Shauna, money expert, Indiana Hoosier, and burger aficionado. I have something really exciting to share with you. On Wednesday, July 29th at 4 p.m. Pacific, I am hosting my very favorite workshop online called Money Flow, a 30-day mindful money plan for creatives and entrepreneurs. What is a money flow? Good question. I'm going to be bold just like I do in this podcast and tell you that probably everything you learned about budgeting is wrong, outdated, constricting, and certainly not creative. What you need is a money flow plan, an easy-to-use system each month that connects your money with what you want to do in life so you can go from surviving to thriving, no matter how your money ebbs and flows. If you're a creative, an entrepreneur, have a side hustle, or your income can be a bit irregular, this workshop is for you. It's live, but if you can't make it, you will have lifetime access to the replay tons of cheat sheets, journal prompts, action steps, and more, plus five money mindset meditations from me that you can listen to over and over. It's jam-packed with over $500 worth of value for just $59 for a limited time. You can find out all the details over at bit.ly slash moneyflowplan. That's bit.ly slash moneyflowplan. I am not a stranger to debt myself. I was handed a credit card in college like a piece of candy and thought, okay, I'll spend and pay off later. We all know how that story goes, right? Maybe you can relate. In my adult life, I've been in and out of debt. It has been clean and messy and everything in between. I had to take on a ton of debt when I got divorced almost 10 years ago. And so I know how debt feels. And as a money expert, I understand debt from a real mechanical perspective, but it really wasn't until a few years ago I started studying debt from a psychological perspective as well. Why do we go into debt to buy stuff? I really wanted to understand how that worked. Daniela shares my curiosity. When she moved to the States for college back in the early 2000s, she got a $2,000 credit card and had no idea about interest rates, anything about how credit cards work. She thought, hey, I'm $2,000 richer, and get this, she even sponsored a child because she thought she had so much extra money. Of course, when the bills started coming in, she realized what she had done and quickly became fascinated with the psychology behind financial decisions and credit cards. Eventually, many years later, that fascination led her to start Real, 
and create a new way to shop, a debt-free way. And I have to tell you, it's pretty compelling. You have a story that so many of us have, and I think it's really important to share money stories, particularly around debt, because again, money is this like taboo topic that we don't like to talk about, and we certainly don't like to talk about the negative things around money, but I I think particularly with you, being in credit card debt in the early 2000s, you talk about being in $2,000 of credit card debt, but suddenly thinking you were $2,000 richer, which so many of us do, but that actually then led you to the creation of your company Real. But I just want to back up a little bit. Like, Tell me about about the credit card debt and what was going on at that point in your life? So I'll give you a little bit of context around my story. I'm originally from South America, born and raised, moved to the States for college in the early 2000s. You know, I was, and I was introduced to this culture of you can achieve anything you want by swiping a credit card, right? And you said it, and you said it really nicely a couple of episodes ago. You said, if you had a pulse, you could get a credit card. That's how easy it was in the early 2000s, right? There were there are a lot of regulations now that were not uh, part of the financial sort of state back then. So I got here, first one in my family to move to the States. All of the sudden, right, I got presented with the opportunity to get a credit card. It looked shiny, it looked fantastic. Uh, I got approved for a $2,000 limit. And all of the sudden I thought I was $2,000 richer. I mean, I started like going out more. I even like sponsor a child, you know, through one of those foundations. Uh, I I just had no context. I didn't know any better, unfortunately, right? Um, and and that experience led me to really become fascinated with financial psychology, and it did so because after realizing that I needed to pay interest, how high the APR was that I had accepted, right? and all of the implications of those $2,000 and realizing really that those $2,000 could easily become double if you don't pay in time because of interest, right? Um, we think that we swipe the credit card because, oh yeah, I have that money, but you really don't. And and that really got into me and I started asking around and and became really fascinated with the financial psychology behind like the decisions that we make financially. I think we talk about nowadays a lot about our own being, right? How can we be better? How can we do better? And we forget how important or how much finances affect us emotionally. And in fact, 70% of Americans say that finances directly affect their emotional life right uh, and it, yeah it, it's fascinating it's fascinating and so you know what one of the things is that we all think that we're rational beings but in reality yeah right like yeah absolutely all of the decisions are so rational but in reality a lot of the decisions that we make are driven by emotion, right? By how I feel when I achieve this. And we live in a, in a society that has led us to believe that the way to achieve our goals is by swiping a credit card or by getting a loan. And, and really that got into me 
since the early 2000s and it had been in the back of my mind for years before I decided to start my business. Couldn't it even, I mean, you probably have studied this a little bit more than I have, although I've had a lot of people on the podcast because this, this idea of the psychology behind decisions is definitely something I'm really passionate about because I think you're so right. Like if you can understand that about yourself, I think that is the basis for starting to make change. But I'm super curious, like even the the psychology side, like don't you think sometimes, I mean, I know I do this when I want to buy something or I'm shopping, sometimes I'm going through the act of buying something or looking online or trying to find something to buy, even with, with my credit card, because it somehow feel fulfills like a like an emptiness inside of me or some sort of hole or some something it's it's fulfilling something inside of me so it's not necessarily that i really need that thing maybe i do maybe i don't but sometimes like <laughs> it's actually just fulfilling me in a way and i can't like step back enough to recognize that's what's happening yeah look it's part of our everyday life. It's part of the way that we reward ourselves, right? Yeah. Um, and we're all, as individuals, we reward ourselves different. That's why you see some people that spend more money in traveling versus some people that spend more money on fashion or more money in gaming, right? It really depends on the things that are important to you on your everyday life. And I do not believe in the approach that saving has to feel like punishment, right? Like, oh, if you if you are going to save, then you need to forget about going out with your friends or you cannot get that coffee that you want. I think that's been part of something that we have been, that it has been ingrained in, ingrained in us, in a society that's very capitalist. Yeah. It's very, you know, it's always towards, how can I get there and how can I get there faster? And I was reading recently an article that I really, really liked that it, it talks about a concept that's hyperbolic discounting. Hmm. And it's, you know, it's all about how we make decisions, right? It's our brains, we're never wired to be truly rational because there is way too much information in the world for us to process. So we evolve to selectively process information to make decisions quickly. And that le- leads us to sometimes not, not see the long-term effects of the decisions that we're making right. short-term. Huh, that's so fascinating. Yeah, I love that. And it it sounds so obvious. And yet we don't actually spend the time to think about that. (laughs) No, and and we do it in everything in life, right? We do it in finances, we do it with dieting, we do it with so many things, but it's like, we usually go for the short term versus the long term reward. Yeah, right? Because because that's so much more fun. (laughs) (laughs) I, I think that's why there are so many books, blog posts, podcasts, you name it about goals and reaching goals, because most of us use that sort of logic. And to get to something long term takes a lot more than it does to just hit that short term or feel that short term uh, good sensation. So, so many things don't happen in our lives because of that. I mean, at least I think so. Yeah, no, makes perfect sense, right? There are so many things that we delay because we always prioritize an instant gratification and that works with certain things in life but if you take a look at right and finances in particular which is you know what what i know you want to dig into we we've been part of a society where 
look at what was happening right now, right? The resentment that people is having towards the system, yeah. right? The fact that we are 14.3 trillion dollars in consumer debt today, only in this country, right? And 67 million Americans, according to NBC, are saying that they're gonna have troubles paying for their credit cards because of everything that's happening and the way that we have been living that is very paycheck to paycheck. And we've been forced, I mean, 2020 has been a very interesting year because it, made, it has made people reconsider so many things in life. Right? But, but with finances in particular, it's like, are there things that, is it really worth it to swipe right yeah. away? And I'm a big believer that you can have whatever it is that you want. I'm not a believer on like sacrificing certain things. I love going out and having drinks with my friends, right? Uh, I love a nice pair of shoes and I also love traveling. Right? Right there, there are so you. many things. <laughs> <laughs> but then at the same time, after the experience that I had with credit card, I'm also very mindful on how to get there and how to simplify things. And for example, one of the things that I started doing as soon as I realized that everything was going to be closed for a long time with, with, with COVID, I decided, you know what? I'm going to set $4 a day. So by the end of this, I'm going to go get a massage and get my hair done. And I'm going to go fully pamper myself as soon as they open yes. the salon. Because it matters to me. Because I want to feel good because I have been home for so long, right? And at this point, without even realizing, I have $400. Wow. Yeah. So you really it's a matter go ahead yeah i was just gonna say you could get a really nice pamper session for that a hundred percent and that's that's my intention Sean. <laughs> that's fully on my intention after this is over but it's a matter of you know we haven't been wired to think that way and it's logical because you know of the system of even if you think about the credit score right which i know you've talked about before credit card credit score it's all about your ability to manage debt not to manage money mm -hmm. so that it's it has it's so ingrained within us that that is the solution where it is not it is definitely not there are there are things where that is fantastic for but there are things that you really don't need it to achieve your goals and that's something that i've had in mind for a long time and that really pushed me to do something about it and start a business that would simplify the savings for people, but in a manner that connects emotionally. Because I do not believe that showing a bunch of red numbers or yellow numbers are going to make anybody feel better. They give you extra anxiety, right? Um, instead of seeing the goals that you want to achieve. Yeah, you're so right on. You're so right on. Well, before we get to to what you did about that, I'm I'm super curious just... Uh, because I love when someone comes from a different country to kind of reflect on the differences. Like what are the differences in South America viewing, viewing debt and buying things and shopping versus the quote unquote American way? The weather is getting warmer. I'm so excited. And it is time to say goodbye to all those jackets and sweaters and hello to the shorts and t-shirts. I wanted to update my summer workout wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince and I am in love. Quince is your go-to place from everything from premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless, 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part of all, all Quince items are priced 
50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Okay, I bought the dreamiest pair of workout leggings and a bright pink workout top to match. Honestly, ladies, I gotta tell you, these leggings you need. The price cannot be beat, and I feel like a million bucks wearing this cozy workout friendly outfit. I've worn it for like five days straight. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash etm for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash etm to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash etm. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. (laughs) I was missing out on miles. I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet, finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Okay, friend, I want to know, what are your money goals this year? Are you saving to buy a house or maybe a wedding or a dream vacation to somewhere tropical? If that's you, please, please take me with you. Or maybe you want to just grow your emergency fund because let's be real, life is expensive. I want to make sure you reach your goals. So you need Monarch. That's why the Wall Street Journal named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. You can create custom budgets, track progress towards your financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com etm. Here's what I love. Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. You can change the layout of your dashboard. You can go between light and dark mode. You can create custom budgets and notifications. You can set up all of these automatic rules for your transactions and notifications and so much more. Monarch is obsessed with constantly improving their product. Get this. They release updates every two weeks and they even allow customers to submit suggestions, vote on requested features, and view the product roadmap. This my friend, is totally original. Plus, they will never sell your data to third party or show you ads. I think that's really important. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it is the top-rated personal finance app. And now, listeners of this show get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com etm. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash etm for your extended 30-day free trial. Everyone knows that putting money aside in savings is really important. But then what? Should you keep your savings locked in a CD for a higher rate or keep them liquid in a money market? 
Can your checking account help you save too? Or is it about creating the right combination? We believe real banking is a conversation. Let's talk about the savings options that are right for you. Learn more at sandyspringbank.com. Member FDIC. The one, one big difference is accessibility to credit. Um, that's a huge difference, right? You have to go through so many hoops in order to get a credit card or to get a loan. It's very different than here that you just, you know, go to the bank or apply online and then the credit card just appears in your door magically. That's not the way that it works, at least in the country where I'm from, which is Venezuela. And then another thing, uh, it's, you know, we're, we're a country like the U.S., but Venezuela also has a lot of immigration and my grandparents uh, are all Italian and they went to Venezuela after the war. So I also grew up in a household where the mentality was very much of if you don't have the money, you don't buy it. I wish anybody that has lived in a household where a grandparent grew up during the war, it's pro- they can probably relate with. So that's, that's the way I grew up. And it was very different when, when I moved here. Mm, fascinating. Yeah, yeah. I always love to hear stories and the, and the differences because I think it definitely shed some light particularly on the American way, which you could argue maybe good, maybe not so good. <laughs> I mean, it's all about access. I, I think the great thing about the American way is accessibility, yeah. right? It's the fact that it's there if you need it. And I think that's a ginormous advantage coming from a different country. That's something that I highly value about this country. At the same time, it takes a lot for us to educate ourselves in order to make the right decisions where when making the wrong decision is so easy. Mm, Wow. I love that statement. Yes, that's really powerful. So tell me, obviously you were hyper-focused on the psychology behind uh, money decisions and credit cards and knowing that there's maybe a better way to shop. So how did that lead you then to start real? Yeah, it was a mix of a couple of different things. Uh, once my experience right, with credit cards, what we just talked about, I after I had my, my experience with credit card, I went ahead and worked in marketing for many years. And it was very interesting to be on the side of pushing product, right? Yeah. And seeing how consumer behavior evolved over time, especially pre and post 2008. And, and the more that I work for different brands, the more I realize how consumers were spending differently. And then this whole movement of savings platforms started and platforms that manage your money, like Mint.com. Right? And I started to follow that trend really closely because, as I said, you know, it was fascinating with how people engage with money. But I found those platforms were very much, and even a ton of the saving platforms that have, have emerged in recent years, they're very numbers driven. It's very transactional. And yes. that works for a certain percentage of the population. But if you're talking about the masses, right, we grew up with the notion that numbers are, are scary. And you're not going to get somebody that doesn't want to check their bank account to all of a sudden, you know, be tracking every single spense that they have. It's not realistic. It takes a lot to change behavior. Um, 
and and behavior has been evolving through the years. So I saw that there was an evolution in behavior that people were constantly struggling between the love of buying versus feeling guilty about spending. But there was really no platform out there that was connecting the savings part with the emotional part. And that's really where the opportunity came about. It's even for myself, I'm like, okay, look, if these are the things that I value, right? And I know that I'm not necessarily really good at savings. How can I make my life simpler? How can I make others' lives simpler? Where it's based on the things that matter to you. Savings is a very emotional exercise because of what we said before, you have to be committed to achieve the thing that you want. And and I did a lot of market research, honestly, me and my co-founders spent a long time, like hours after work, weekend, just sending surveys out there, asking people, putting MVPs. And we realized that there was a huge, huge need to make or, or bridge that gap in between feeling happy with what you're buying versus not feeling guilty after, which is what the cycle of that does constantly, right? Um, yeah, right. And and yeah, so that's that's what that was really our approach, optimizing savings towards purchases so that it's a little bit of a set and forget so that you don't have to be checking your account every two seconds, right? We're optimizing all of the savings, but it's associated with the thing that you want so that you can get a reward on the short term and see that you can achieve your goals with your own money. Yeah. And I I love the idea of you call it save to buy. And I think it, it sort of reminds me of like earlier, you know, a few decades ago, (laughs) the way maybe we would save on layaway or or, or something like that, where you, you knew you were going to get the item, but you just weren't going to get it until you had the cash to pay for it in full. So I'm also really curious when you use a save to buy feature, do you end up buying less or like what goes on in like the human psyche around a save to buy? Because you know that you're not going to get it right now, but you know, also you're not going to go in debt. So from a monetary standpoint, one thing that's very interesting is that the average order value goes way higher because really, yes. It goes way, way higher. In fact, our average order value right now is four hundred and fifty dollars, which is way higher than I had ever anticipated. Wow. Um, yes, and it's you know it's the fact that when you simplify it for people and you say, hey, if you put four dollars every day, by the time fall comes around, you're gonna have that amazing trench coat that you've been wanting, right? Or as I was saying before, you can have you can start saving now and by the time Christmas come around you're gonna have more than enough money to go travel whatever you want and so you simplify it with the dollar value with the three dollars a day four dollars a day five dollars a day whatever it is that customers feel comfortable with and then that makes things way more attainable because when I tell somebody instead of hey this is gonna cost you six hundred dollars if I say this is gonna cost you seven dollars a day all of the sudden, that seems way more achievable in the human brain. It's how you phrase it. So people relate it with things that they do on an everyday life. I like that a lot because I share that approach when I talk about anything that you want to to buy, big or small. It's It's the act of breaking it down into daily incremental amounts so that it's not so big 
And it also feels really achievable. So I think like it's such a welcome place to have shopping being brought down to that level because I think also I would imagine just as human beings when we see like if we're saving $3 or $4 or $5 a day, whatever it is towards something, I, I, I would think that something starts to like switch in your brain where you start saying like, oh, if I could do this, then I could do other things as well. Like this isn't that hard. Yes, that's exactly what we constantly see, which it makes me so happy with our customers because as they go through the experience, we're hyper-focused on the item or on the goal that they have. But then when they complete saving, they have this realization when they have the item in hand. That, oh, I did this and I didn't have to swipe a card. And that automatically triggers a level of satisfaction right, on yeah. themselves that I think it's going to be instrumental to have a better financial future that people start feeling good about their money. Because if they feel good about their money, then they're going to be more willing to achieve bigger and longer term goals. I love that. Like that is absolutely my motto. I so love that you said that. <laughs> um, tell me a little bit about, because there's been all these different uh, sites that have popped up like Afterpay and Klarna, I think that's the name of the other one, or Klarna. Um, what is this difference between shopping with the real and shopping with some of these like pay later features? Yeah, so pay later features are alone. In fact, in so many cases, there, there are a lot of them right now. There is, as you say, Afterplay, Afterpay, Klarna, Affirm, QuadPay. There's right. way too many out there. and. You know, to each its own, and every customer needs to make their own assessment on on how they achieve their goals. But it's a known. In many cases, they even ask you for your social security number, and then the APR ends up being even higher than a credit card, right? They lure you in with the same thing, that, hey, you can pay X amount every week with 0% APR pending credit approval and then people run their credit and guess what it's too late or a lot of them bank in late fees on the fact that a lot of people that are engaging with those platforms are not necessarily going to pay in time and that's really when they they hit you with the mm, big fees yes. so i think it's i personally think it's it's a predatory system it's like credit cards i admire the fact that they're at the point of purchase and from my ux perspective they make it seem different but if you see the concept you're asking for money that's not yours in order to make a payment and then you get stuck with it then there is no way for you to get out of it and and it's important for people to think like the same way that they think when swiping a credit card like is it really worth it for me to go into that am i going to really be able to pay this be realistic when you see zero percent apr if you know your credit are you really going to get the zero percent apr or do you know that there is a high chance that you're going to get at 30% after they've already run your credit and it's too late because it's approved, right? And there is no way back out of it. So it's very important that we understand and we have accessibility to information like never before, right? We have smartphones in our hands at all times. When something seems like too good and too, sh good and too shiny to be true, <laughs> it's good for us to Google and do a little bit of research. And this loan at the point of purchase is just that. It's another payment method, but 
think also about it, who is opting in for this? In many cases, not always, but in many cases are people that either do not have a credit card are people that their credit cards are maxed out. So this, you need to run another line of credit in order to get this, right? So, so that's what I think that the predatory part comes in. Because if you think about the percentage of people that use their credit cards are day at the end of the month, it's very minimal compared to the percentage of people that are defaulting and dragging that, paying the minimum forever and ever. Mm. Interesting. Yes. <laughs> I would imagine that data is very fascinating. <laughs> yes, very. And actually, one thing that is extremely fascinating from a, from a psychology perspective, I, I would love to share this anecdote, is that we have many people that sometimes reach out, at least at the beginning, and that say, why would I save for it if I have a credit card, right? If, if you don't have the money, don't buy it. And then you ask them, okay, great. So you have the money. How are you going to pay for it? And they're like, easy, credit card. I'm like, okay, great. Do you have the money to pay your credit card fully at the end of the month? And how long is it going to take you to pay it? And they're like, no, I'll just pay the minimum. And I'm like, well, then you don't have the money, right? But it's the way that we've been trying, which is so fascinating. People think that because it's what happened to me with the $2,000 back in college. I thought it was $2,000 richer where I was not. And those $2,000, people take 18 months to pay around $1,000. They calculate how, how much more that's going to be. How much more is going to cost you to buy something that's supposed to be $500 if it's going to take you almost two years to pay it back? Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's so very true. It's so very true. And yet, we don't want to take the time to actually figure that out because it feels so much easier just to swipe the card. So, I mean, of course, yeah, I totally agree. We've been we've been programmed to to shop this way and it takes some effort and education to go, no, there are other better ways to shop and it's going to be more financially fruitful for me to do it that way in the long run. And once again, that doesn't mean that you cannot have it, right? Because I want to right. debunk that myth of, okay, then if you don't have full-on cash right now in the bank to buy, to buy it, then you should never buy it. <laughs> there are yeah. plenty of alternatives. You can achieve whatever you want. You just have to organize yourself. And we live in the beautiful era where there are so many tools out there that can make your life simpler, that can automize your savings, right? Uh that it's important for us to look into that because we have tools that we never had accessibility to before. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm curious, like, tell me uh, with real, like, what are some of the things that I can buy? Like, what are some of the, the items that are most bought on the site? Like, it has changed due to COVID. So I can talk to you pre and post because um, <laughs> we've definitely seen a change. So pre-COVID, most of the items were on the fashion category. And the reason being, to be honest with you, is when we started the platform, we tested different verticals and fashion was the one that gave us the highest ROI. And as a business, we decided to focus on the one that gave us the highest ROI, of course. Like Amazon started of with course, books yes. and then they expanded. So the rationale was like, let's focus on fashion and then we expand into others because that's what data told us it was going to be the more profitable for us so we did that um so it was fashion 
mostly shoes, handbags, accessories in general. That's where we really saw the majority of the growth. And then for 2020, our goal was to expand into other verticals so people could use our services for to save for whatever they want, right? Furniture, home. So we've been expanding. At the end of 2020, we expanded into furniture. We started introducing tech. And then uh, Q1 of this year, we really opened the platform to op- to offer more beauty, tech, home, appliances. And a couple of weeks ago, we even released the functionality of people just telling us what they want and setting a savings for it. So we've seen a lot of beauty, the hair, laser hair removal. We've seen travel. And you could definitely see with COVID, like we've seen furniture has increased by 163%. Techn- wow. Yes. Technology has increased by 127%. And home has increased by 100% compared to pre-COVID numbers. So anything that's really focus on you know working from home and right now we're starting to see travel but a lot of like 2021 travel so the way it works is very simple (laughs) you just come to the platform and uh, we aggregate content from thousands of stores so you can search for what you want let's say that I don't know what do you have what do you have in mind what's the next thing that you're gonna buy Shona Oh, gosh. Wow. That's a good question. Um, You know, I'm really um, wanting a new pair of of sunglasses. So that's probably like my next purchase, like a pair of like high end sunglasses. Okay, so let's say that those high end sunglasses are $400, right? If you put $5 every day, you will have them in a little bit over two months. Um, so oh, that's easy. So that's what we do. We show you, you play with the strategy, you say how much you want to set up every day, connect your bank account, and we automize your savings. So automatically from your bank account, we're going to start transferring the five bucks every day. At any point, you can pause. At any point, you can change the item that you want. At any point, you can get your money back. So there is a lot of flexibility. You are not married to that specific item. If you decide that you want another pair of sunglasses so that you want to move the money towards an iPad, let's say, you can absolutely do that. And then once you complete saving, we place the order on behalf of the user. So we really mm-hmm. simplify it so that you don't have to, to think too much and work too much, but you can achieve your goal. Hmm. I like that. I like the flexibility because I think my argument with some of the other services are that you're fully locked into whatever it is you're you're buying. And sure you might get it right away and then you're paying over time, but what if you what if you change your mind or what if you need that money or like what what if you lose your job somewhere in there? So I think having the flexibility is is super key and that definitely is like a game changer in shopping at least for me. Yeah, like, look, we saw it when COVID started in March. Um, we started seeing a lot of our top users all of a sudden. It's like, hey, I'm going to pause for a little bit because I need to make sure that I'm not going to need these monitors and other thing. And we give them that flexibility because at the end of the day, it's their money. They can do whatever they want with it. And it's something that I always wanted to have. So it's something that I want to make sure that our users have it and that they feel good about that and they don't feel like oh is this burden now that I committed right like when you get a loan at the point of purchase or I, I committed to these payments and now I'm gonna be penalized and 
I don't think that makes any sense personally. I like that. I like that a lot. Well, I, I'm curious. Um, we, we've talked about a lot about debt-free shopping, but do you have any last like one or two couple of tips of, of how we can really debt-free shop going forward and, uh, you know, change change our psychology, change how we think about shopping in a new way so that we can actually start achieving some of our goals? Yeah, look, first of all, one thing to keep in mind for everybody is that financials have a deep impact on emotional well-being. We're spending a lot of time meditating with awareness, looking for tools to make us happier. Well, thinking about your money will make a huge difference in your life because a lot of the stress that people experience every day is related to finances. And with that, you can start really being realistic with what matters to you and prioritizing on those things. I think that's instrumental for us to take a second and sort of sit down and observe. These are the things that matter to me, like call it travel, call it going out, whatever that is. There is no right or wrong. But then if that's what matters to you, then start working towards it, right? Set a couple of bucks every day in order to achieve that. I think that's really important and really, really, really understand that having a credit line doesn't mean that you have the money in the bank, especially if there is APR associated to it. Those are two things that I would really love for people to to understand and to think through. Finances, knowing your money and feeling good about your money will make you happier. And understanding that the answer is not always that will support that happiness. I love Daniela's motto. If you feel good about your money, you're able to achieve bigger and more long-term goals. I think I'm going to get that tattooed on me. (laughs) Feeling good about your money is a two-pronged approach. You must understand the mindset, the why behind your spending decisions, coupled, of course, with smart strategies to both save and spend your money. That is why I love Daniela and I love what is happening at Real. If you want to check out Real and learn more about it, head on over to www.joinreal.com. That's R-E-E-L.com. And you can also find Join Real on all the social media platforms. As always, we are changing the language around money to unlock the life that you want to live. Now that you are part of this community, it's up to all of us to share this. So share this episode with someone that you know needs to hear what Daniela has to say. I'll see you back here in a few days for a fresh new episode. Hey, you. Yes, you. Before you go, we want to say thanks for listening to this episode of Millennial Money. For all the links, tags, and ads you've heard on today's episode, check out the show notes or go to mmoneypodcast.com, where you'll find more episodes to share with your friends. While you're at it, leave us a review and make sure to subscribe wherever you listen so you don't miss out on all the money tips and tricks that will take you from a millennial regular to a millennial money expert. See you back here in a few days with a fresh new episode. We've all spent more time with family lately. It can feel like old times, but your mind is on the future too and what you can do to shape it. At Sandy Spring Bank, we work with clients to help them grow and protect their money 
with wealth management, trust services, and insurance so they can enjoy today and ultimately pass along their wealth. We believe real banking is a conversation. Let's talk about your dreams. Visit sandyspringbank.com wealth. Wealth and insurance products are not FDIC insured, not guaranteed, and may lose value.